Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, ladies. <laughs> My shoes keep coming untied. Yes, they are brand new and they're super cute. So don't worry, I won't trip, okay? It's great to see you. I'm so glad it's this way night. I think we're going to jump right into worship. Jump. Jump. <laughs> we're going to jump in. In fact, at the end of His Way tonight, we will have a dance party. Now, I want to tell you just a little bit more so you'll be ready. But this morning when I was in prayer, I had an, a whole big plan for His Way tonight. I had my notes that I wrote yesterday, and I had a whole big idea, and the Lord completely changed it. Why, why are people always happy when the Lord... <laughs> Because you're not the preacher. You're not the one up here with the joint. <laughs> so what the Lord said to me, I know my shoe is untied. It's okay. Yeah, my shoes are coming off soon. So what the Lord <laughs> encouraged me with was I was trying to go to a place in Luke where I was planning on speaking from tonight. And Holy Spirit just kept impressing on me to go into the Psalms. And I asked him why. I said, Lord, why? And he said that sometimes we forget to rejoice. And so tonight we've got to rejoice. We've got to rejoice in the middle of the storm. We'll have an incredible mini message on the middle of the storm tonight. We have to rejoice on the front side of the storm, in the middle of the storm, on the other side of the storm, because this is our only opportunity to rejoice in a storm. There's no storms in heaven. And so you're not going to be able to do this in eternity. We can give God the sacrifice of rejoicing in the storm on earth. So we've got a big opportunity um, one more thing. The Lord has spoken through one of our prophets that revival will be here in May. Yeah! And the Lord gave this word several months ago, and I believe it. And I am, I am praying in this word. Consequently, some of the people on our stage tonight are students. Do we have students? We have Brayden. We have Emily. We have... Derek. <laughs> Kristen works with our students, but I asked to have the students help with worship because what the Lord spoke is that the, the, the youth will lead the way. And so tonight, will you expect, would you just expect God to do something brand new that he has never done before? Would you expect this? Yes, good. Okay. Well, let's pray it in. If you want to open your hands. Thanks, Father. 
Thank you, Father, that you want to do great, big things. And, Lord, we're just from the very beginning, we're saying, yes, Lord, come and do great, big things here. Oh, God, we need reviving. Father, wake up the places in us that that have been um, numbed or that are even dead. Oh, God, revive your people. Yes, Lord. And thank you that you will. Thank you. Thanks, Lord. And so, Father, may we praise you tonight with abandonment. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Okay. You need to hug at least three or four people and tell each of those individuals God's going to whack you tonight. He's going to whack you tonight. Okay, everyone, put your hand toward that clock up there. See, it says 7.49, and tell it to stop in Jesus' name. Stop clock. (laughs) You know what? Joshua stopped time. We have so many things that we, we... No, I don't want you looking at the clock. Oh, so you can't see it. Well, if the Lord slows down time, he can. I'm always saying, Father, slow the clock down and speed me up. We need to do three things really quickly, and then we have a message, and then we are going to have a, a fast dance party. So we have a lot that we want to do tonight. First of all, we have a great counseling ministry here at His Way. We have five people on staff as, well, we've had four people on staff as counselors. And tonight we are bringing a brand new counselor on staff. And so, Pastor Nancy, you come up. Pastor Nancy is head of our counseling ministry. Um, Come up, Mary Lou. Mary Lou is a trained, ordained, amazing, licensed and ordained too, um, counselor. And so if you want to have demons driven out of you, go see Mary Lou. How many of you have had that happen? I have. I'm grateful. See, we are honest women. Yeah. Okay. And then, or marriage. Yes, marriage. And Pastor Nancy reaches into your heart and heals it. So, Yeah. She does. Yeah. How many can testify? Yes. Look at all those hands. Well, we also have Mary Carlson on staff as a counselor, and she is currently in Mozambique ministering. And we also have Steve Phillips on staff, so we do have a token male. (laughs) He is not a token. He's an amazing, powerful man of God. But tonight, Terry, where are you? Oh, there you are. Terry, come forward. We are announcing that Terry, who is Dream Interpretation Extraordinaire, is coming on staff with our counseling ministry. Yay! Praise God. Um, do you, anybody want to say something really fast? Do you want to? Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've, 
Thank you. And I feel blessed to be around these amazing women that have such wisdom and knowledge, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So um, we welcome Terry, and we bless her in Jesus' name, and we say, as of tonight, Terry Phillips, what's your middle name? Catherine Ann both? Wow. Terry, Catherine, Ann, Phillips. What's your maiden name? Oh, no. <laughs> Terry, Catherine, Ann, Trevisani, Phillips is being commissioned for the work of the kingdom as a counselor at His Way and Horizon Church in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Okay, you can make appointments with any of these amazing women or Terry's husband, Steve. Okay, we have a marriage class coming up. Uh, Sunday afternoons, June 4th, June 11th, and then two dates in July and two in August. Uh, it's a video presentation by Jimmy Evans. It's fantastic, going to be over there. So if anybody's interested, uh, please contact me. Thank you. Thanks, Mary Lou. It's very good. We also, tonight, we are commissioning a new brand, spanking new. Why do we say spanking? Brand new. <laughs> We're commissioning. Oh, because you spank a new baby. <laughs> So we are commissioning a brand new prayer team minister here at His Way Ministries. In order to be on prayer team, you complete the training, which is six weeks, five weeks, four weeks. Used to be seven weeks of training. Used to be ten. I used to do ten weeks of prayer team training in the good old days when time had not sped up. Now it's four. Um, these individuals also read the book, complete the homework, have an interview with me, and then they're commissioned for prayer team. So, Dory, come on down. <laughs> Yahoo, Yahoo. <laughs> so our prayer team director, Dion, can stand with her, and other prayer team ministers gather around her quickly, as fast as you can. Oh, thanks. How does that feel? <laughs> you too could be a party minister. Okay. It, it feels really good in here. Yeah. <laughs> Father, we thank you for Dory. We thank you, Lord, for your call upon her life. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, everything that you want, fan into flame those gifts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> and now we commission you for the work of prayer as the prayer team minister at His Way Ministries in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Wowie. 
Yes, yes. You got a picture of Joel. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're the bomb. Thank you. Um, Dion, prayer team director. Um, Dion came and told me that she has the word from the Lord. And I said, you have to give it fast. So here is Dion with a word. From God. (laughs) Well, I want to be fast because I promise. My personal journey has been a study in the life of Pharaoh and God's people just getting delivered and walking it out and then going, ah, he's coming back. And just that back and forth. And so at the present time, there's been a fasting season in my family that has been breaking through what Pharaoh wants to lie to our family. And um, we've seen some very definitive things coming on, but the constant, and I love what was coming through worship tonight, Tamara, and I don't get to be out here very often because I'm with my special needs son. And I just was blown away, and it's why I I realized the Lord said, get up there and share this. Because the thing that he's been constantly saying is, I don't care if there's a roar of chariots behind you. There is fire on your back. There is fire behind you. There is a sea in front of you, but that mountain is going to be tossed into the sea. Walk. Now, it's a mighty word. He's big, but you know how he closes it? Come to me in peace. Come, come, come. And I've been just so on fire with this. And then last night even... You know, as I, we've been having some huge victories. Last night I was celebrating the victory, and in the midst of something with my son, my son didn't do anything to me, but as I was walking out of his room, I turned real fast, hit the door, and I was sure I broke my hand, this hand that I'm doing this with. I was sure of it, and my son witnessed it, and he was convinced he had done it to me. And it tried to threaten to take away so much victory that we've had with him. And I just said, Lord, no, we're not going to do this. And I heard him say, the roar is behind. The fire is on your back. Come. Come in peace. So as I stand here tonight, I felt the bone. I'm sorry if that's too graphic. I felt it protruding in my hand. I could not feel these two fingers last night at 10 o'clock at night. I iced all night long. I had bruising. And it's it's the fire of God. It's the healing in here. He spoke healing as we were talking through the healing. And I heard him say, why did you doubt that it was broken? Because I kept going, oh, maybe it wasn't really broken. Maybe it was just a bruised nerve. Maybe it and a friend today said, Jesus touched it. And I said, of course he did. So my word to you tonight in all of this is come in peace. If you feel like you've had the Pharaoh roaring up the backside of a place you've had deliverance, your deliverance is true. You've come here tonight to hear a message of come, come into the peace, enter the sea, do not fear. That is the word. What we do when we get a word from the Lord, (laughs) we say, yeah, yeah, we do. But in the Old Testament, primarily when a word was given, what the people did is they repented 
and then they accepted the word. And so, Father, where we have not believed you, Lord, you have healed us countless times, and you are faithful. You never fail us. And so forgive us for our doubts. Forgive us, Father, for unbelief. And, oh, God, we receive this word. We believe you. Victory is ours in you. Thanks, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Lord. Okay, well, speaking of healings, Bonnie, come up here. Kristen's going to tell real quick about praying for your friend. Um, Bonnie actually captured, can, yeah, come. But I didn't warn her. Um, not going to be able to show the video until probably next time. We got a video testimony of this incredible healing, and you'll want to see it. So Kristen, Bonnie, who's one, your friend came, your friend flew in to see what was happening here. Where'd she come from? She came from San Jose. We've known each other since we were in second grade, and our um, paths have crossed about three or four times in all these years. We hadn't seen each other in 27 years, and Christina found her three and a half years ago on Facebook, and I didn't hear from her for three years because she never saw it. And then we reconnected last September, October, when I talked to her. She was laid up. She couldn't hardly, she was in a wheelchair when she, for yes, and flat out on her back in so much pain, something with her pelvic area. Doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And by the time she came um, here, she was using her cane, but she had she walked really slow, um, and she didn't know what we did here. So at, at the end, when it was time for me to come forward on Sunday, and she's never been, I don't know if she's ever been in church like this. So, um, I mean, she's saved, but I don't know if she's been in a church that believes in healing. So um, I asked her if she wanted to go forward for prayer, and she goes, really? I said, yeah. So when I came up here, everybody was full except Kristen, but she looked like she was going somewhere. And I just grabbed her and said, can you please pray for Kim? And um, she was healed. I mean, she, 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 that, that afternoon we were out all afternoon. She walked faster. She didn't walk fast, but she walked faster than she has. She did not use her cane at all. She had no pain. And then she was jumping. At, she was jumping. It's like she could. She was in so much pain she couldn't do that. Oh yeah, I was telling Pastor Linda because she was so like um, astonished that she couldn't even. I said, "You have to come tell Pastor Linda. Come up here." And she just stood there like with her eyes this big, and I'm like, "Tell her what happened." And she's like, "God, like." I'm shocked. God, he touched me. He touched me. I don't have any pain. And she starts doing squats. And I'm like, okay. She's jumping. And she just kept saying, like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't actually know what to say. I just, I never thought this could happen. Like, God touched me. He touched me. And I told Pastor Linda, I said, this is the reaction that we should all have when we get healed. Because sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's better. Hopefully it stays. You know, we're like, ah. But she was just like, God, like he touched me. He really touched me. Like it's gone. The pain's gone. She threw her cane and I was like, well, praise the Lord. So I just believe that's how we should all respond when God touches us to be so in awe and astonished of who he is that it just changes everything. And that's the kind of thing that her testimony is the kind of testimony with 
the way that she reacted is the kind that brings other people like, what happened to you? I have to know who that God is because of like, this is, this doesn't make sense. And so it was awesome. Yeah. She, she called somebody when we were home that afternoon and I could hear her on the phone telling them that she was healed and her, nobody in her family is saved. I said, you need to tell every one of them because they all know the condition she's been in all these, in these last two years. Did that increase your faith? Yes. Yes. God is moving. God is moving. <laughs> the Lord is doing incredible things. Um, by the way, we have one more youth back there doing running lights tonight. Zach, you're back there too. Thanks. God's bringing revival through the youth and... Um, Believe it. Really, I mean, let's believe it. Let's believe God. Let's let's just let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Believe in God. Well, in just a moment we're going to have one more speaker, at least one more I know of. Holy Spirit may know of others, but um I want to preface the message tonight with this. As they travel all over the world and speak, I so often see miracles. I see signs and wonders in other nations. And I used to have a big old complaint in my gut about it because I felt like that people in other nations had so much more faith than us. We would see God do just incredible things right in front of our eyes and Many of you know that I watched as a blind man was healed, received a sight, and responded like him did last Sunday, just astonished and, and shocked. But I saw, so, I've seen so many things in the nations of the world. And I had this complaint, and I kept asking, Father, why are there so many healings in other nations? And not here. Why is it not like that here? I said, Lord, they must have so much more faith than Americans. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, no, they have less of something. And the Lord said, they have less options. Because when I'm praying for people to be healed, I I can tell that they're already thinking about going to the doctor the next day or following through with whatever it is that they already had planned. And for Americans, we always have that little plastic card we can pull out. And if we have to, we can put it on the credit card. But in other nations, they don't have the options. And so it's not more faith. It's less Fewer options. Now, I want to encourage you. This is what the Lord's been speaking to me. He's been speaking to me first things first. Him first. Social media is one of the um, helpful tools 
that we use to get the word out about so many things. And often prayer requests are on there and we can pray for other people. And so it has good uses. But one of the things I find on social media that is so disheartening to me is people posting, asking for advice before they go to God. Going to the internet before God. Going to the doctor before God. Googling before God. That's why I gave you that little card tonight. I gave it to you to stick on your computer. A little card. I also brought a sign for someone. Yeah. I brought this sign. It says, I know who has more answers than Google. Now, one of you need, you need this by your computer. You're emitting it. There's only two of you with your, three of you with your hands up. There's four, five. There are some honest women in here. There you go. Going to God first, locking gazes with him in the middle of our situations, our circumstances, our storms. Putting our eyes on Jesus. Now, as I've said, the youth are leading the way in this survival. You don't want to leave. I know you might have kids who need you. (laughs) But right now, I want to bring up one of our youth who is a... I could get choked up. Yes, I could, because this is my granddaughter. And Gabrielle Montgomery is a revivalist. Many of you, I'm sure, have read her poems. She posts fairly often poems, inspiring poems. And tonight, Gabrielle is coming to give us a five-minute message about in the middle of the storm. Gabrielle Montgomery. Okay, so as she said, my message, the title of my message is In the Middle of a Storm. Have you ever felt like when you're going throughout life, you're just going and then you find yourself in the middle of the storm? And it just seems chaotic and confusing, and it sometimes can seem like it's impossible to get out. So that's what I'm going to be talking about, and before we get started, I'm just going to pray really quick. So Lord, thank you for this night, and I just ask that you'd put your words in my mouth and just open everyone's, hear their ears, Father, and their hearts, Lord, and just help me to say what you want me to say, and just speak through me tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, do you guys remember when you were a little kid and you went to the mall, or even how your little kids feel when they go to the mall? You know, the mall can be a scary place. Everyone's taller than you. They're all talking loud. There's those kiosks. Everyone like, take my perfume, play with my game, buy this. It can be a scary place, you know, honestly, even for teenagers and adults. But anyways, are you ever just walking throughout the mall when you're a little kid and suddenly you look up to tell your mom something and she's not there? You look all around and you realize you left her back at Jamboree. You know, that can be a really scary moment. It's chaotic everywhere you turn. You can't see your mom. It seems hopeless in that moment that you're ever going to make it out. But you know what? Suddenly, you catch a glimpse of your mom. 
And what seemed impossible to get through before, you're able to walk through. What seemed like chaos before, you're able to get through and you get to your mom because you fixed your eyes on her and you focused on her. You see, sometimes this happens with us. Sometimes we feel like that little kid in the mall. We're going throughout life and then suddenly we realize that we focused on all the distractions around us and that we've lost sight of Jesus. But you know that when we focus our eyes on Jesus, the storm fades away. Those distractions, the waves and wind, they fade away. I'm going to tell you about someone in the Bible who also went through a storm. It's in Matthew 14. I'll give you a little bit of backstory before we jump into the verses. The disciples had just taken a boat on, out onto the lake. A storm was arising, and Jesus comes walking out on the water toward them. They're like, it's a ghost, and we're going to pick up in verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. You see, there was a storm happening around him, but when Peter focused his eyes on Jesus, when he fixed his eyes on Jesus, the storm faded away and he was able to walk on the water. When we focus on Jesus, the waves and the wind, they just fade away. But let's see what happens when Peter began to focus on the waves. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Peter was fine. He was walking on the water because he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. But the second that he focused on the waves and the wind and everything going wrong around him, he began to sink. When we go through our lives and we begin to put our attention on all the distractions and the thing that seems to be going wrong and we take our eyes off Jesus, we begin to sink. But it says that immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. So even when we're doing good and we're walking along and have our eyes fixed on Jesus, sometimes we can slip. But Jesus doesn't just leave us there. He doesn't wait for us to sink even farther. It says immediately he reached out his hand and caught him. Proverbs 4.25, the message version says, keep your eyes straight ahead, ignore all sideshow distractions. You see, these distractions come in form of the waves and wind. This may be financial problems, family, school, work. Maybe I didn't even name what your storm feels like it is. But when we walk through these storms and we focus on the distractions, we will start to sink. But when we ignore them, like this verse says, and we keep our eyes on Jesus, it fades away. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, he will not only help us make it through, but he will show us the way. When we fix our eyes on Jesus in the middle of our big or small storm, we all go through storms in life. But no matter what it is, when we focus on Jesus, we can trust him that he will get us through it. And that we will be able to make through, make it through what seemed impossible to get through before. So I just want to challenge you guys this week as you go throughout your life. Maybe you're not even going through a storm. But that you would just fix your eyes on Jesus. And he is trustworthy. We have a trustworthy God. And he will get us through every single time. So, Lord, thank you for everyone here tonight, Father. And I just ask that you'd help them to fix their eyes on you and trust you, Lord. Thank you that we, you always come through, Lord. And thank you that we can trust you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
do you know what she says to me? She says, Grammy, I love to preach. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So good. It's so good. Fire. Fire. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm just super happy right now. (laughs) Praise God. You not say anything, Tamara? I I think you heard me, but I'll say it again. That's my daughter. (laughs) Pastor Lanny, you want to take some credit, too? She's one of our revivalist youth students right here. Every Friday. Kristen. She's in my connect group at church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any Excel teachers here? Oh, my. you had her in your class at school. Wow. Okay. Well, we are raising up a generation of young people who will change this world. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Well, if you want to quickly take that outline that you probably won't get to fill in very many blanks on, because in about seven minutes, we are going to put on God's great dance floor. I had a friend when Tom and I pastored in Tucson, Arizona, I had a friend there who told me, she told me something that I've never forgotten and that I have used so many times. She told me that whenever she felt heavy, that she would jump until she felt better. She would, she would leap until she felt better, until she jumped out of this heaviness and got above it and felt better. And so I've used that so many times, just trying to come above. Okay, here's the title. First things first, the blessing sequence. In the word of God, in the scripture, in the Bible, that you all are reading every single day and hungry for and can't wait to get up. You're making me happy right now. Can't wait to get up and get in the word and get your answers from God. And Joy, we're not going to have time to do a little ad for you giving testimony next time. Yeah, it would have been perfect tonight with the storm, huh? Maybe we should ditch this. We just might. Yeah, come on up, Joy. Joy has been in the middle. Did you get my email back? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Joy has been in the middle of a storm for two years. And Joy has not lost any joy. In fact, her joy has increased through this storm. And I have been wanting Joy to speak to you. Joy lost her voice. Do you you want... Do you have enough to tell a little bit? 
if we turn our way up. Yeah. Right now, Joy's still, what day do you go to the doctor to have, okay, the 26th of Friday. She still has the trach right here. So she still is breathing through that right there in her throat. Well, yeah, okay. So I'll let her tell you a little bit about the storm. You want to tell them a little bit? Okay. So I lost my voice two years ago. I was pregnant with my fifth baby. And um, I didn't know what it was. I just thought I lost my voice again. But it lasted for a long time. And then on uh, December, in December, which was seven months later, I found out that I had throat cancer in my larynx. And I was so happy because I was like, oh, God, you're going to do something amazing. And, um, and he has healed me. He has healed me multiple times through this journey. And, um. So a year later, I, I had done natural things to get rid of it, and it had worked. Um, but however, it came back. And um, so December, I went in to get my trach, and they could find no air hole at all. They didn't know how I was breathing. And yeah. it was Jesus. Yeah. It was Jesus. He told me, I will sustain you. Yeah. He told me. I've cocooned your vocal cords. There was no cancer above or below. There was no permeation anywhere but in my larynx. Even though it had been a full year since I found out about the cancer. And so I was just like, wow, Jesus, you're my healer. Jesus, you sustain me. And he's healed my marriage through this. He's healed my kids through it. And I'm so happy as a child of God because he's healed me way down deep so that I'm not angry at my kids anymore. I'm not experiencing the frustrations of life like I was. I'm feeling his peace. I'm feeling his comfort. And I'm just experiencing God wherever I go because people are getting healed. People are responding to the gospel with the little voice that I have. It's big. It's really big. So, so whatever. I don't get it, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm alive, and I'm thankful that he's in control. Joy. Tell us, tell us what Heidi Baker said that inspired you that you wanted to do in the hospital. Oh, okay. So, so there, I remember hearing about when Heidi Baker was deathly ill. She was praying and she would listen to the scriptures in the hospital. And um, people would just come in and they would get healed and they would experience God. And so I was like, I want to do that. And so I would pray, and I would leave my my um, 
iPod running or whatever to listen to the scriptures. And this this gentleman came in, and he was just drawn. I was like, I I couldn't say anything. I just had a trick, so I wasn't going to say anything. But he was just drawn in. He heard the scriptures, and he was convicted. He was drawn to Jared, and Jared just ministered to him, even though he's super tired, super tired. And he just gave his life to the Lord. And and there was another guy that was there, and he was like, listening to the prayer, and he was like, like you know, he's like, I, I kind of want to come to your church. So I was like, okay, come to my church. So, um, yeah, so God is good. He does whatever he wants to do. Joy, tell about how you, how God, having you be silent for a while, made it so that you had way more of a voice with your family. So I've always had kind of a monotonous, um, melancholy look, I guess. It was hard for me to express myself with my face. So when I lost my voice... I had to express myself with my face. And it helped my husband so much because he was like, it's always been hard for him that I wouldn't express myself with my face. So he was like, I don't know if she's happy. I don't know if she's mad. I don't know. So I would like, he'd be like, are you happy? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm happy. This is my happiness. So it really helped him. It really, really helped him. It healed our communication. God's ways, his ways are so much higher than ours. Um, was there anything else I told you I want you to tell? Do you remember? Joy, you have five kids. Um, what's how old it? The oldest is ten. The youngest, ten. Oh, go ahead. Ten, nine, seven, three. Oh no, she's four. And twenty months old. Yeah, yeah. So five kids who listen for their mother's expression on her face. And she's edifying her husband with her smile and her countenance. Wow. We love you. We're so proud of you. You could hear her, couldn't you? Yeah. Wow. Okay, we're going to read the scripture at the top while Ben cues up the video. The video, um, God's Great Dance Floor, is seven minutes, but I'm having him start it two in, so it'll be five minutes, because we don't have seven minutes. Okay, here's the deal. At the top of your outline, it says the scripture, Luke eight forty eight, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now quickly, listen to the sequence. Jesus told this daughter, this beloved of his, he told this daughter, 
First of all, be of good cheer. Do you know what that word cheer means? Countenance. It means have a cheerful look on your face like Joy just gave testimony of. So Jesus told her, be of good cheer because she might have still been downcast. She may not have known she was healed. And so act like you're healed before you know it. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. It's an incredible sequence. The sequences in the scripture are as inspired as the words used. Look at God's sequences. Go after them. Find out. Find out the F-win principles and win. Okay, we're, we're doing God's great dance floor. You need to rejoice. We have to rejoice. We've got to be of good cheer first. Oh, Tana, we've got to have your testimony soon too. Amazing testimony. <sighs> Clock. All right, well, we will, <laughs> yeah, soon. We will end with um, the dance party. Go get your kids. Prayer team ministers will come forward. You can come get prayer. You can be healed tonight in Jesus' name. Thanks, Father. Thank you for the amazing testimonies. Thank you, Lord, for these women. Thank you. We bless you, Lord. And we are cheerful, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, take your shoes off if you need to.